there, and welcome to Blue Milk Latte, a Star Wars podcast. I am your host, Kent, Blue Milk Latte Solace, and with me, as always, aboard the Blue Milk Latte Star Cruiser is our trusty co-pilot, Chris Christophsis Mead. Hey, guys. What's up? Hey, welcome back. This week, we got another Clone Wars Revisited coming your way. It's been a minute since we've done one, and uh, I didn't want to lose all of the steam that we had going, um, or whatever little steam we did have, so uh, we're going to... Hop back on this Clone Wars Revisited train until Ahsoka comes. Then, obviously, we'll be doing some Ahsoka coverage and then kind of going from there. Um, let's see here. We're going to be going over Layer of Grievous. For those of you that are returning or uh, brand new to the uh, Clone Wars Revisited, what we do is we're going through the entire Clone Wars series in chronological order, slightly different than just as, the re- as they were released. Uh, if you go to StarWars.com, they have the chronological order already posted there, so that we're kind of just using that as a guide. Um, this is, I believe, episode number 14 or 15, approximately, for yeah. uh, for our Clone Wars visited here. We're pretty much on season uh, one, episode 10. Um, and, uh, yeah, before we get into too much of the episode, though, we will very briefly go over our Star Wars adventures from this last week. Um, Chris... What uh, kind of fun stuff have you been up to? Not much Star Wars wise. No, I'm just watching this episode. I don't think I did anything. Uh, what did I do Star Wars related? On uh, well, well, we we played. Yeah, we played last weekend. We did some uh, some Lego Star some Wars Skywalker weekend, yeah. Saga. Yeah, um, Lego stuff. We made our way through the last half of Phantom Menace or the tail end of Phantom Menace, and then we made about half the way through Attack of Attack of yeah. the Clones. Yeah, yeah, and that was really fun. We made some good headway. And then, um, uh, yeah, I feel like we did one other Star Wars thing that day, but maybe not. No, because we wa- we didn't watch Fanboys. We watched uh, Mallrats. Mallrats. That's kind of Which Star has, Wars. Yeah. No, it's it a has good elements. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, cool. All right. And then as for me, um, coming off of a 35th birthday, um, it was pretty, pretty chill, pretty good. Um, happy to be uh, making it this far. Um and I celebrated um, with w- a lot of different things. But one of the things was uh, I got a, uh, a Mustafar Battle Anakin slash Obi-Wan um, birthday cake. It's pretty delicious. It was amazing. It looked amazing. Um, one of my uh, old coworkers baked it up for me. It was very, very sweet of her. Um, we had, like, lava on one side and, like, Oreo dirt on the other side. And... Um, the lava side was like pumpkin flavored, and then the dirt Oreo side was like chocolatey. So, had the best of both worlds. There is pretty, nice. pretty delicious. Sounds delicious. Yeah, it was really good. You would know if you could have came over and had some. Yeah, I know. Uh, next time. <laughs> um, uh, and then uh, yeah, so we did that. If you go on, want to see a picture of the cake, it's on pretty much all of our social media stuff. You just got to go back to like I think around July thirty first. Um, which is, as of the time we would drop this recording, a week or so ago. So, yeah. Um, anyway, that's kind of the Star Wars adventures that I've been up to. And then just kind of uh, getting getting our Ahsoka readiness on. I'm kind of excited because uh, at my shift, or at my shift, at my job, thankfully, here and there, it's pros and cons. We have different shifts that we kind of get thrown our way from time to time. And this one is kind of perfect uh, that I'm going to be doing because uh, I'm going to be off getting off at like around 11 p.m. or so or midnight. 
So nice. by the time I get home, the yeah. soak will be nice and fresh for me. And then I don't tell me if you're the same way, Chris. I usually take like a little bit of time to like wind down a little bit if yeah. I'm working like a shift like that. So it's gonna be perfect. I'll be getting home. And I could put it right on and then kind of wind down with Ahsoka. Although, I don't know, if some of these episodes are as crazy as they think they might be. I don't know how much winding down I'll be able to do. We'll see. Yeah, no, when I worked overnights, I did the same thing. I would, uh, you know, I'd start watching the, uh, what was Bad Batch, Clone Wars, Mando, anyway, whatever it was. I'd start yeah. watching it on my last break and then, like, finish up when I got home. Yeah, I think Book of Boba Fett was also kind of doing its thing while yeah. you were I, well, I mean, it was, yeah, I worked nice for like two years. So, yeah, any of this that came out in the last two years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Um, very cool. All right. Well, let's just hop right into the episode. Um, we're going to be doing kind of just like an overview of the all the plot points and all of that, and then kind of just giving our general feelings and rating, ranking it at the very end, or rating it, I should say. Um, so, this episode was originally dropped on December 12th, 2008. Has a runtime of 25 minutes, and uh, I apologize to uh, uh, Mr. Takauchi, uh, but I'm gonna try to my best to pronounce his name. It was directed by Atsushi Taka Takuchi Takauchi. Does that sound about right? Uh, let's see. At, Atsushi Takiuchi. We're gonna go with that. Yeah, that sounds close yeah. enough. And uh, it was written by Henry Gilroy. It takes place in the year 21 BBY. Um, and it is titled Lair of Grievous. The moral uh, that is displayed at the beginning of the episode in blue fonts across the starry background is most powerful um, is he who controls his own power, which is a pretty good moral. I, that's, this one like, fits pretty well. Yeah, yeah, it fits really well. There's sometimes, yeah. It's a little bit of a stretch. You're like, well, I mean, if you Obi-Wan Kenobi this, and from a certain point of view, I see it, but no, this one... <clears throat> This, this one pretty matches pretty well. Yeah, and I kind of do... It's one of the things that I forgot that I really... It's a very small thing, but I do enjoy about the Clone Wars is they do give you that moral kind of at the beginning. Right. And it doesn't feel nearly as forced as like the G.I. Joe thing, right. where it's like, don't do this, G.I. Joe. And knowing is half the battle. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is a lot more, uh, I think, not as in your face about it, but still very poignant. Yeah. Right. Um. Okay. Do. Uh, the official description here is General Grievous must prove himself worthy of the Separatists when Count Dooku leads Jedi Master Kit Fisto and his Padawan, the Man Calamari Jedi, Nadar Veb to Grievous's villainous enclave. Um, before we get into the plot points here, um, what were your general thoughts about it going into it because i think this is the beginning of like an its next arc right we're not in the middle of an arc or anything no we are in the middle of an arc we are because uh the last episode was when uh it was a whole one where the uh imperial guards betray the jedi and the smuggle that's uh, right that's right off the ship that's right that's right i think this is the this might be the end of the arc okay okay cool um, yeah, I apologize because last time I think we did a Clone Wars visited was around May ish, and it's October. Or no, it's August. August. So it's been a minute. So I always say we're going to be more consistent with this. Hopefully, this time it's true. Um, all right. So once a little Newt Gunray's escape, Jedi Master Kit Fisto and his former apprentice Nadar Veb uh, follow the tracking beacon of his stolen ship to Vasek. 
the Jedi and the squad of clones find a secret door to the castle, and Fisto finds a way to open it. They sneak up on uh, Viceroy Gunray, but all they find is a gloating hologram of uh, of him. Um, so a couple things to kind of hit right here. Kit Fisto. Right? This is, first, our, first, this is our first Kit Fisto episode. Yeah, yeah. This is pretty, pretty awesome. Like, he doesn't get, I think, nearly as much screen time as we would have hoped in the prequel trilogy. Would it, would you have liked to see more Kit Fisto in the prequel trilogy? Uh, definitely. Yeah. And he gets taken out like a punk, though, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not a fan of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there also is the other weird design thing where we see him one way in uh, episode two, and then he looks slightly different in episode three. Well, I mean, he's battle-hardened. A lot of time has passed. He grew extra head Stress. It's like, yeah. it's like uh, stress. Right. It's the added stress. Because he's all smiley and stuff in episode two. And then by episode three, he's just like, Well, Ugh. I mean, he's seen some stuff. He's been the war. <laughs> well, I, I mean. That well, is good headcanon, yeah. I guess. Well, I mean, we'll just look at this episode. Like, he, some stuff happens to him in this episode. Yeah. We go ahead and get to it. Get yeah. to the end of it with his Padawan stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True, true. So, I mean. Um, <laughs> and uh, we have uh, Nedar Veb, who is. Uh, you know, a freaking Jedi who's also a man calamari. Yep. That's, uh, I didn't think, um, that wasn't on my bingo for the, I mean, kind of going into this episode, that wasn't on my bingo card of things that I'd be getting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's kind of cool because, like, because this is the animated series, you can actually do a whole episode where your two protagonists are both, like, crazy out there alien species. Yeah. Like, I can't imagine what the budget would be if you're going to try and, like, live action this. Yeah. Like a Mandu episode. The only small thing that I'm now noticing, it is kind of messed up that they have Kit Fisto and Amon Calamari, and they don't have... I know Kit Fisto later on gets his own, like, uh, underwater adventure episode. Right. But that's, I think, with Jar Jar, I think. Uh, it is kind of messed up that we don't have them doing their own underwater adventure. Yeah, but it also, makes, it also draws <laughs> in the question is that do they... Do they Take into account uh, anatomy when they pair up your master Padawan situation. Probably because you not. have two. Well, you will be have two water based species or yeah. races or whatever. Yeah. And so, like, do they? You know, do you remember the? Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm sure a lot of listeners and fans know this. Do you know the dude that's on the ma- the Jedi Master Council that has a super long neck? Uh, is it Yarl Poof? Maybe that sounds right. Yeah. Could you imagine like Yarl Poof and Yoda? <laughs> Right, like going on like I don't know a team up adventure. Yeah, like uh, that'd be pretty funny. Well, I think it would have been kind of cool. Uh, I mean, just a spitball here. I know we're kind of get off topic. Like, what if like Qui Gon had been like some crazy alien species? That would be cool. It would be. I think it would be kind of cool. Yeah, because there was I'll- nothing saying he had to be human because we didn't know who he was before the episode one. True. Very true. Kind of like uh, Han Solo. Technically, was almost like a crazy alien creature. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, lots of different ways you can go do with it. But uh, budgetary restraints uh, provide otherwise. (laughs) All right. uh, The Jedi and the squad of clones. Okay, here we go. So they sneak up on the Viceroy. This is one of the things in the episode where you kind of, since the beginning of the episode, you kind of know that there's something not correct happening here. Right, there's a catch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's definitely a a trap of some sort. Well, Um, I mean, and the the cinematography kind of gives it away because they never... You hear uh, Gunray's voice, but you never see his face. Yeah. Like, even as an audience member. Yeah. So you're like, there's something going on here. Yeah. 
So the uh, hologram of uh, the Viceroy Gunray turns into Dooku. Uh, he informs the party that although it can't, they can't get Gunray, he will offer him uh, them an alternative prize. Dooku soon contacts uh, General Grievous and warns him of his ongoing stalemate in the war and has become unacceptable and that Darth Sidious wants more dramatic results, including more dead Jedi. Um, <clears throat> upon discovering that the castle is the Lair of Grievous... By the way, that's a really cool just title for an episode, too. Right. And layer, that's, I, I don't think... Uh, I mean, there are some pretty good ones. Like, uh, it's very simple and to the point, but like Rookies was like a really perfect title, I think, for that episode. Yeah. And like, this is a very perfectly titled episode. Um, Fisto devises a plan to ambush Grievous as soon as he arrives. And after landing his ship inside the castle, Grievous is confronted by the Jedi and the clones. Uh, a skirmish breaks out, and Grievous's legs are chopped off above the knees. And as Grievous escapes, he kills two more clones before retreating to his control room to undergo repairs from his met. Uh, medic droid EVA4D and his other Magna Guards to lock down the perimeter. Uh, meanwhile, Fisto, Veb, and the remainder of the clone squad try to retreat from the castle, but Grievous locks it down. Um, quick side note here I really loved the design of his like little castle yeah. thing, if you will. Yeah, yeah. The, so the way they did the shots was like. Uh, we we always say that like season one, two, and three of the Clone Wars is kind of the most kiddyish, but this one was like kind of like like it was spooky. It was like spooky and like yeah. kind of metal. Yeah, a yeah. Bit. I was like, oh, this is awesome. Um, especially yeah. for a season one. Well, especially when he like Clone Wars. I don't know if that's this fight or the one later on where he like scuttles around because he knocked his legs off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. pretty creepy. Yeah, he, whenever he does that, it's super creepy. And then like it's just we it's just kind of unsettling the when he's just like monkey barring around his base. Yeah. Because of the legs. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, it's locked down. Phil tells the clones uh, outside Niner and Bell to contact the fleet at Bestine to bring reinforcements. But unfortunately, the Magna Guards blow up the clones' transport to cut off their escape and to prevent communications with the fleet. They also attempt uh, to destroy Fisto Starfighter and his droid R6H5. But Fisto tells the astromech to get out of the area, and R6 manages to pilot the fighter away from danger. I think we already passed this part, but I want to back up a bit. Sure. When they uh, first come across Grievous's like statues and stuff, yeah, I believe this is the only time we potentially see Grievous's non-cyborg face. Is that first statue? Yeah, I think you're right. And I think this is this is like the one. This is the episode that like inadvertently or kind of roundaboutly gives you Grievous's origin story. Yeah. Because, like, you, if you watch it, I just noticed this when I was watching today, the first statue is, like, all organic, and then the next couple statues are the same guy with, like, metal parts added on. Like, he's got, like, a, a robot arm, and then one of them, he's got, he's got, like, part of a robot face, and, like... Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a cool, like, shows you the real quick visual, like, backstory for Grievous. Which that was kind of a cool, uh, really kind of a, a cool thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's definitely a very brief but really cool way, to, yeah, to show that. Because I think there is a thing that I was reading about this episode on a side thing where Filoni was saying, because I think they explored his origins in some EU novel, right? But it was like one of the first, like all the way even yeah. back in like 2008, like Filoni was like having to defend like, well, this is kind of the way that we, we do things like you can kind of pick and choose. But up to a certain extent, the stuff that we're creating, 
uh, aka the stuff with George Lucas is like the def- definitive right, thing. Right, right, yeah, yeah. But he said it in a much more cordial and nicer way. <laughs> but that's pretty much what he, he what he said. Um, yeah. Let's see here. Um, as they explore the fortress, a trap door on the floor opens beneath them, and one of the clones is killed in a molten incinerator vat below. Fisto and Veb jump in time to avoid it, and clone commander Phil uses a cable to cling to the side of the pit and climb up. Um, after being taunted by a hologram of Grievous, they meet Grievous's pet, Rugwart Gore. In a short battle, Fisto kills Gore, though Phil is also killed during the fight, an event that makes Veb vengeful. Gore really uh, gave me the, uh, did you get Minotaur vibes? Like they're kind of in a maze and they're trying to like, you know, get their way out and have to fight a Minotaur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is kind of, yeah. It, it, felt, it felt felt kind of classic mythology uh, moment there. Yeah, for sure. Um, it w- Yeah, it was pretty good. And then it definitely, this is one of the parts where I, that I love about Star Wars is because a lot of people, the layman just always calls it a, a you know, sci-fi series. When it's definitely more of a fan, right? They're, they dress it up with spaceships and laser guns, lasers, yeah. and this and that. But it's way more into the fantasy element. Yeah, and yeah, stuff. yeah. And I think this is a fine example of that. Um, <clears throat> sorry, just finding my place here. Uh, okay. After Grievous is repaired, he decides to check if Gore has killed the Jedi, only to find that Gore is dead. He is then contacted by Count Dooku. This time, the Count confirms to Grievous that this is a test for him since his defeats by the Jedi have shaken Dooku's faith in the general. He decides to play along, and he and his guards go hunting. Um, Fisto and Veb soon find the entrance to Grievous' control room, but as they try to sneak in, Veb chooses to confront Grievous instead. Um, despite Fisto trying to convince him otherwise in the midst of their argument EVA4D locks Fisto away from Veb and the Mon Calamari Jedi skillfully defeats all four of Grievous's guards since Fisto is locked in the control room unable to help Veb um, this is kind of like the classic like uh, Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon, Qui-Gon yeah. fighting <clears throat> Maul and like that sort of thing however in this case the Padawan is nowhere near as skilled as well, it's also backwards because in Phantom Menace you have Qui Gon charges in after uh, Maul and Obi Wan yeah. holds back. When it's the other way around, with the headstrong Padawan who's like you know all full of himself and ready to prove his his metal, yeah. runs in. Yeah. Um, also, not mentioned in here, but they do have like uh, it is like kind of a nice moment where Fisto is telling his Padawan like you know to not dwell too much on his emotions like don't let even though yes we did lose these clones and stuff and it is terrible like don't dwell too much on it otherwise you'll like just you'll be a slave to your own emotions sort of thing right and there's also like the kind of the theme like we talked about the theme before is like controlling your powers there's a a piece where he's like kid fisto spends a lot of episode keeping veb from like just charging after grievous all the time because there's even like one day he's like oh we gotta go back and check on the clones uh, you know, so we, you know, we can wait and go after Grievous later, but let's check on the clones first, kind of cool off, and then go after. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Veb proceeds to attack Grievous, but the general shoots and kills the young Jedi. Fisto kills R six H five to meet him at the South Landing platform. And how's that for a season one of Clone Wars episode? They're killing Padawan. 
Right. Well, and it was like in a real like cheap shoddy way, which I th- which I really kind of appreciated because like it just goes to show that the Jedi, like if you're like a Padawan or just a newly fresh knight, like you wouldn't, you know, you don't realize that people cheat. <laughs> like, yeah, Evis is a, just cheats because like, yeah, he's got unblocked, deflected with two lightsabers and then just uses one of his other arms and pulls a blaster and just caps him. Right. And, you know, yeah. Point blank. Yeah, for sure. Um, so we have a dead Mon Calamari, unfortunately. Um, after an intense lightsaber duel with Grievous, Fisto starts to gain the upper hand, but some of Grievous's Magna Guards arrive, which turns the odds against him. And as our 6H5 arrives with a Starfighter, Fisto escapes and returns to the Jedi Temple on Coruscant. Um, <clears throat> meanwhile, Dooku contacts Grievous, who tells Dooku how he has beaten the Jedi, Dooku already expected victory over the young Jedi and the clones, but says to best a Jedi Master is a worthy accomplishment. Grievous then clarifies to Dooku that Fisto got away. Dooku is disappointed, tells Grievous that there is room for improvement on his part, angering Grievous. So even when you're doing murdery things, you could still do more in the Sith world. Well, it's also, well, I mean, Dooku's being manipulative because obviously, because remember there's that scene which we didn't really talk about when uh, Grievous is getting repaired. And uh, the droid's like, I don't understand why you, uh, why you, you know, why you chose, like, why you decided, why you made these alter alterations yourself. Why? And he's like, No, they're improvements. I'm always making myself better. Yeah. And so, like, obviously, Grievous is super like uh, insecure in his like prowess or whatever. He's always trying to prove he's the best. Yeah. And so when Dooku says that for him, it's just a knife, just a knife to the gut. Yeah. Of his like pride or his like, you know, honor or whatever it is he's trying to like prove himself uh, worthy of. Yeah. This also is a very nice breadcrumb because by the time we see him again, I mean, we, I know we see him later on in the Clone Wars show, but when we meet him in Revenge of the Sith, he already has all those lightsabers collected from other right. fallen Jedi. So it is kind of like a nice little breadcrumb saying he's going to kill more people for sure right. or more Jedi specifically. Um, well, and he, when the thing, even the weird thing is that even at this point, he's killed a bunch of Jedi because uh, when they get to his trophy room, it's all full of uh, like Padawan braids and stuff. True. Oh God, that is dark. Yeah, you're right. You're right, man. Well, I mean, it's all, it's all these braids, which I'm assuming are Padawan braids because they don't I show mean, like a, a stack of lightsabers. They just show like a bunch of like braids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it is, and stuff. Yeah, that's pretty. Man, I'm gonna refer people to like when they oh, it's a silly kid show. I'm gonna refer them to this episode. Yeah, no, this episode is yeah. pretty hardcore. <laughs> Um, back at Coruscant, Kit Fisto reports to Yoda and Mace Windu the events of his mission. He tells them Nadar's heart was in the right place, but he tried to match Grievous's power with his own. Yoda says that in this war, a danger is—I'm sorry—a danger there is of losing who we are, which kind of might be like the beginning. It's already kind of started, I think, but the continuation of the unraveling of the Jedi to yeah. why they were blind and how they fell and all that other stuff. That we eventually get to in four years' time from this time, or or so, in the story anyway. Um, <clears throat> well, that is how the episode ends. Um, Chris, what would you? Uh, what were your general thoughts uh, afterwards, or once once it was over? Uh, I had not. I do not remember this episode when I was rewatching it, mm-hmm. and uh, it's really strong. Yeah, it's, it's one of the better episodes this first season. Yeah, for sure. It was a definitely a dark horse episode because i just wanted to you know we kind of just cooked this up uh recently or today or whatever and we were like hey let's just continue the Clone Wars revisit and i was expecting to 
go into our continuation. Like, okay, cool. We're going to be getting more season one Clone Wars. It's going to be this sort of thing. Right. And then I turned this on and I was watching. And like af- just after like five minutes, I was like, oh, dang. This thing is really well done. Well, and I love that like the Clone Wars gave us a, a few episodes or number of episodes that didn't have your like holy trinity of the uh, Clone Wars show, your Anakin, Obi-Wan, or Ahsoka's. Like, yeah. Ahsoka like shows up in the very, very beginning yeah. uh, as a hologram. And that's it. Like that's the only contact we have with any of the main character, the quote unquote main characters. And yeah. I, I love when they do those episodes. And usually those episodes when they do them are really good. Like the Yoda episode, which was like the premiere, I want to say. Mm-hmm. And then uh, later on, there's a couple more. But like, yeah, whenever they get away from Obi-Wan Anakin, it's usually a really good episode. Yeah. Like rookies. No, not rookies. I feel like, well. I mean, the clone, the ones that are like all clones are really good too. Yeah. I'm trying to get that. Where that's where I was going with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotcha. Um, I feel like animation is a weird place where you can do stuff like that because uh, I feel like anytime you try to do this side quest or like side character full on episode thing in live action anyway, like for, I don't know what the difference is necessarily, but it just loses its spark or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I think some of it just has to do with when you're doing live action, just the number of episodes is different from when you're doing uh, animation because, like, the Clone Wars seasons are, like, what, 20 episodes each? Yeah. And our average, like, Mando, Book of Boba is, like, 10 at yeah. most. Yeah. But, and not to step too far away from uh, from the wars here, but um, even, like, with other shows, like, for instance, The Walking Dead, I was fairly into The Walking Dead in its first few seasons. And then I think somewhere around season four or five – They started doing like random like, oh, you're going to be with this survivor for an episode and you're going to be with this other survivor for an episode. And then that's when it really like lost me. I was like, I am I don't care about this person. Um, I what it just doesn't I don't know. It just doesn't work. Not to say that that is not how I felt like when they did it in the Mando series, because in that one you're supposed to be with like, for instance, I'll just go into the book of Boba Fett one. You're supposed to be the book. You're supposed to be with Boba Fett. And then you randomly just pop off with Mandalorian. But I don't know, something about, maybe it's just the Clone Wars in general. Because even in Rebels, there was never, whenever they did a Rebels episode, you were always with at least one or two members of the Ghost Crew, no matter Correct. what. Yeah, yeah, No matter what. As to where, yeah, in this one, yeah, the Trinity, sometimes they're only in it for like 10 to 20 seconds. Just right. to kind of like do like a mission recap, like, oh, you made it back alive, thanks. Right. <laughs> sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah. So, um, what would you rank this bad boy out of? Do we? I forgot what we ranked it out of. Ten. Ten. Is that what we were yeah, doing we were before? All right. What yeah. would you rank this one out of ten? Ooh. Ah. Uh, man. I want to go high. I want to go. I also want to go high. Hmm. I. I don't know if I want to quite do nine. Because because there's some there's there's some just solid nines. Yeah. But the, the later on in the series. Yeah. I'm gonna go eight point five. Hey. I like it. All right. I'll match. I'll, I'll I'll do exactly that. Eight point five as well. Um, yeah, because I know there's a lot of episodes that are like stronger that are coming up in like later seasons. Yeah. So I don't want to like put it necessarily toe toe with those, but it's it's really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. One small thing. I at the top of the episode, I mentioned that this was written by Henry Gilroy. Henry Gilroy was one of the uh, main guys who did go on to kind of co-produce the Star Wars Rebels show, and among many many other things. Um, 
But so I think that is kind of the reason why this episode kind of stands out a little bit more, just that it was written really, really well. Um, let's see. He's our, and speaking of Henry Gilroy real quick, he also does, it looks like uh, comic book stuff too, which is pretty cool. Um, and hmm, he wrote a lot of Star Wars Rebels actually. Very good uh, Star Wars tree there. Very nice. Um, <clears throat> cool. Is he related to the Andor Gilroy's or is it a different Gilroy? Uh, I feel like he's different. Okay. I don't I f- know. I mean, he could be, but I don't think, I mean, I'm just going based off, we just, here at home, we pulled up uh, his photo. He doesn't look in relation. He, he doesn't really look. <laughs> okay. I mean, he has a Gilroy name, but he doesn't look like any of the other dudes. I just I was trying to think of this, how big a coincidence is that we have another Gilroy writing, you know, playing in the Star Wars universe. True, true. Yeah. Um, I don't think so. Okay. So. No, I feel like it would have came up because <laughs> I I like pay attention to like a lot of random behind the scene people and I I feel like it would have come up somewhere that the Gilroys were the team teamed up or siblings or whatever cousins distant nephews right <laughs> um cool all right um anything else you want to talk about in relation to this episode uh it was I was, I thought for a second we we're gonna see Grievous's face. And then they, they, they fake you out. Yeah. Because the droid has to take his, his mask off. And yeah. it's like, and then the camera just cuts away like right at the last second so you freaking see his face. I was kind of like, boo. Yeah, I should have pulled a quote from that droid because he was pretty funny. Yeah, no, he was interesting. He was a, he, he was a sassy droid. Yeah. And uh, we have a lot of sassy droids in Star Wars now that I think about it. It's kind of yeah, kind of their shtick. Well, then, yeah, then we this episode weird battle droid commentary which you know um mixed bag because <laughs> there's a one at the beginning where they're like protecting you know uh uh gun ray and the one's like have you ever killed a jedi and it was like nope have you nope and you're like why did why would joyce talk about that <laughs> yeah yeah um let's see here just a cu- couple quick side notes um the captured lightsaber kit fisto examines in grievous's castle belonged to jedi master nebo um, if you're familiar with Jedi Master Nebo, it sounds really familiar. He, is he? I don't think he's a dinosaur guy. Let's see. Um, <laughs> Let's see if I'm right. Nebo, no. Nope. Where are you? Oh, he's not even there. Female Jedi Master. Oh. Uh, during the waning decades of the Galactic Group. Okay, yeah, we know that. Okay, that's fine. Da 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 da. da. <clears throat> um, one couple other things here. During the scene. Where Grievous is being repaired, when his mask is being removed, the death scream from Revenge of the Sith can be heard, or his death scream from Revenge of the Sith can be heard, which is pretty interesting. And this episode also won a Golden Reel Award for Best Sound Editing in uh, Animated Television. Um, and last thing here, the story, the dueling monstrosities told by Vinay in the 2021 Lego Star Wars Terrifying Tales, the Disney Plus special, won the Halloween special. It took inspiration from this episode. And the 1931 film Frankenstein. Okay. Kind of interesting stuff. Yeah. So looks like uh, they had some. They were the Lego Star Wars people were uh, fans of this as well. So that's kind of cool. Um, cool. I think that's all we have for you guys this week as it relates to this episode. Um, <clears throat> we will have at this time dropped our. By the time you guys are listening to this one, we will have dropped our 100th anniversary. Uh, 100th episode. 100th anniversary. My goodness. 
yeah. 100th episode. It is a Spotlight On episode with our Chris Christophsis meet here. Please go check that out. Um, it's a very fun one-on-one uh, interview talking about his uh, Star Wars journey, uh, his Star Wars passions, his Star Wars interests, uh, the things he likes. And it's really fun, too. We have a lot of fun questions on there as well. So please do check that out. If you guys are just kind of tuning into those Clone Rewards Revisited and you want to kind of get started, feel free to just look up Blue Milk Latte Clone Wars Revisited. I did it myself earlier, and uh, it'll kind of give you all the episodes in somewhat chronological order at least if you do it on apple i don't know about the other apps but yeah you can kind of do that um we are being a little bit more active as well on our youtube page at blue milk latte or it's youtube.com at blue milk latte you can go there and check out some of our youtube videos very cool stuff there um and uh, i think that's all we have for you guys any uh what would you like to leave with the good people chris uh it's hot outside go see a movie (laughs) <laughs> sit in the air conditioning and there's some good stuff out there even if it's not raking in the money there's there's a, quite a few good movies out there yes go see uh a little indie movie called oppenheimer oh i thought we we're gonna get away with not everything uh, those are things that were not oppenheimer sorry just to kind of you know i'm just doing my people there are other movies in the world than barbie and oppenheimer other things came out since then uh, yeah, I know. I'm just I'm just messing with you. All right, cool, very good. Um, and what I will leave you guys with is uh, make sure to drink your water because, as Chris was saying, it is very hot. And uh, being dehydrated can do not good things to your body. Yes. So be like Kid Fisto and make sure to drink your water. Yep. Stay yep. moist. Yep. <laughs> May the force be with you. Thank you for listening. Have a good week. Ah, 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 ah.